This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Right from my city, yeah, you know that's how I roll. Love from my people, yeah, you know that's how I flow. We excellent, excellent, we rockin', rockin', we rockin', driving, we driving, shining, we shining. Hello, welcome to another episode of She's a Genius, and we have an incredible genius with us today, Neek Love Rose. We are so excited to have you here. How you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I'm excited to to be here, and we finally get to have this conversation. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, and what a phenomenal day to do it on it. Today is Detroit Day, Detroit 313 Day, right? What up, though, to all of the Detroiters, for sure. Right, Detroit 313. And I know you are a huge advocate of Detroit. You rap Detroit strong and hard in all your music, and I love it. <laughs> Got to. That's, this is home. Detroit is home, and um, it'll always be home for me. So, yeah, you got to rep the city. That's, you know, you got to. There's no other way to do it. Absolutely. I go hard for Detroit, too. So that's why I really yes. love it. You know, no matter where I'm at, you better know I'm representing Detroit. I love my city, you know. Exactly. Yes, yes. So, Nick, you know, tell us a little bit about your story. I mean, I want to jump right into it because it's so much to get into. I mean, your accomplishments thus far is just mind blowing. It's so phenomenal. All the great things you're doing as an artist and and a rapper, all of that good stuff. So where do we begin? All right. Um, Let's see. Where do we begin? So I guess we can begin. I, I, I started doing music when I was 14 going on 15. Okay. So it's, it's been a, it's been a while, literally half my life. I'll be 32 this year. Um, and so, yeah, started uh, doing music 14, 15, started off doing poetry really. Um, and I was raised, my mom kept me in church and um, the church that I went to at the time had a really powerful kind of like youth ministry that let, young people kind of explore their talents and things like that and uh so the first time I ever performed was like at this church event and I did a poem and a friend of mine uh named uh Michael came up to me afterwards he was like yo you sound like you rapping have you ever tried to rap (laughs) and I was like uh not really he gave me a beat see the different beats and so I just started um like really studying like a lot of uh, rappers who were popular at the time, so like Jay Z, Lauren Hill, a bunch of people, um, and started to like figure out the structure or like the format of like rap songs. And I just mm-hmm. started kind of turning, breaking up my poems um, into that format to make a full song. And I uh, started performing, and I didn't suck <laughs> apparently. Um, and I just okay. caught the buzz, and I was like, I, this is something I really want to do and I was uh, super grateful to my mom and my dad as well um, for just really like supporting me they was driving me around to open mics and 
coming to shows and kind of ingraining in me, like, if you're going to do this, you got to take it seriously. Right, um, right. So, yeah, so it just really started from there. Um, and then it just and this is when you said, through. this is around when you were 14. Yep, four, 14 going on 15, yep. Okay. Yeah. So you had a vision and you went out for it. So before you even performed, what did you want to be? What did you used to want to be? Uh, some of everything. I wanted to be a journalist. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, what else did I want to be? Earlier before that, I was, you know, as a kid, I wanted to be a, a ninja. <laughs> all over the place. Um, okay. But yeah, I just always loved, and then I, 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 um, you know, wanted to be a singer as well. Like I grew up on like Michael Jackson, like when video music videos were still like a uh, thing that you know they would put that on like primetime TV, like a Michael Jackson video world premiering, and like the, our entire household was stopped and watched that video, or you know, like when an award show came on. Um, like my household would like stop and we would have family dinner watching these award shows. So, um, and my dad plays music as well. So, um, it was always something that was in me. Um, and then I was also heavy into basketball and sports. Like I was a hardcore baller. I suck now probably, but. What position did you play? I, I was shooting guard and small forward. Okay. But I, play, I played all through because I went to Renaissance High School. So um, I played up until my sophomore year in high school. Um, okay. And then I stopped playing basketball to fully commit to like music. <laughs> okay. All right. Couldn't do it all. You had to put in the grind the time. For sure. You know? Right. Sure. But it makes sense. It seems like, you know, your visions and your dreams kind of line up just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Where you, you want to be a journalist and you want to be a lawyer and yep. like to play sports. So I just picture it as like the alignment of like, you know, how your music is conscious driven, is, you know, focusing on social justice mm-hmm. as well as I know you have to say fit and shape to be able to, to perform yeah, yeah. like sports so you know you see how it all works out <laughs> yeah and it actually does I always tell people all the time like um I feel like playing sports it helped me be comfortable in front of people where it's like where you kind of tap into that like that zone where it's uh-huh. like I'm just focused on like this game and um just kind of like getting used to people you know kind of watching you in your zone right and um, I feel like basketball really helped me be a better performer on stage, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense because, yeah. you know, watching it from the television, you don't know all the work that go into it. Mm-hmm. And so you trying to practice it, you know, like watching Beyonce and watching her do all of those moves and Girl. she make it look so easy. Girl, yeah. And- <laughs> Yeah, and so you get up and try that yourself. I'm out after you know so long. I'm like, oh man, I need to go running somewhere. <laughs> for sure, it's definitely a workout. That's for sure. It certainly is. Now, so you were born and raised in Detroit. What high school did you go to? Went to Renaissance High School. 
So I got my uh, bachelor's uh, in urban ministry from a school called Spring Garber University, um, which was really interesting. Super small uh, Christian college had no intention of going there at all. I was actually trying to go to um, uh, Drexel University in Philadelphia. Actually, I got accepted into Drexel University in Philly for music business. And I was planning to go there. And my mom uh, and a few others in my family was like, you should still consider a Michigan school just in case it doesn't work out on the East Coast. And uh, I was like, whatever. And Spring Garber sent like a brochure or something in the mail. And I was like, just to appease them, I was like, let's just go check out this school. I'm not really going to okay. go there, but to make y'all happy, we'll do a tour. And I went there and I just like fell in love with the campus, fell in love with the atmosphere, like that it was a smaller university. Um, yeah. And it was, that was probably like four and a half years because my major was so crazy. Um, but it was like some of the most fun, like four and a half years of just like personal growth, evolution, um, and a lot of like stuff that I talk about in my music, I attribute to stuff that I was learning in college. Um, cause urban ministry, a lot of people think it was to be like a pastor or something. Um, but it was okay. a mix of sociology, psychology, philosophy, and theology. So it opened me up to like a lot of different concepts and worldviews and perspectives on like social issues and kind of just uh, issues, um, just dealing with people's worldviews and things like that. And so a lot of those things just naturally seeped into my music. And um, so it's definitely, I, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people think about college camp, you go to college, you get a bachelor's degree, but you really touched on something really instrumental about the experience. Mm -hmm. And how astounding that is where it continues to speak and manifest itself in the work that you do. But it's all about that experience you create and that experience that you pay attention to mm -hmm. while you are at your collegiate institution. And I mean, urban ministry is not, you don't hear a lot about that period. You don't hear a lot of people guess that um, area of Study. Yeah. So did you know about it before you arrived at campus or kind of like came actually, together? And <laughs> I actually didn't. So I actually made that major up. Like that was a custom major. So I was the first. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So I was the first <laughs> to graduate from Spring Garber with that degree um, because um, everything that they offer, I was like, I like that, but it doesn't quite get to what I want to do. Um, because by the time I did go to college, I knew that, you know, I wanted to do music. I wanted to um, impact my community in a specific way through, you know, business and outreach and music and pretty much everything that I was interested in. Um, so I even took, you know, a few like business marketing courses and things like that. Um, and so I just, you really kind of pull from the curriculum. I was like, these are the classes to me that make sense that I should be taking. And I was fortunate enough where my advisor approved it. And so it became a major. Um, wow. That's history right yeah. there. You know, that's <laughs> groundbreaking right yeah. there. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. 
Because now when people arrive at campus, that work was already done where you kind of map the pieces together and brawl it together with someone that has similar interests as yourself. Oh, yeah. To be able to go into that area like, oh, yeah, cool, easy peasy. That's what I want to study. So that's, we got to really shout out yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting. I always joke. I still talk to some of the people, some of the uh, administrators on campus, and I'm like, you know, one day y'all gonna have to have me be a professor <laughs> since I created it. <laughs> right, right. Because nobody gonna be able to break it down like you can. You can't love with it, right? Right. <laughs> have you followed up to see if a lot of other students are, you know, going in that area of study? Yeah. So it is. It's a few students. Um, it's only it's a small like handful of students, but yeah, people are. Is is people are graduating with that degree now? So it's so interesting. Wow, yeah. that's phenomenal. Who knows? Who would have thunk it, right? Hey. And now that might be the drawing force to get some admissions to the campus. Hey, you never know. I always, wow. I always had that hustle <laughs> mentality. So it's like whatever you doing, like if you can always finesse it into something you really want to do, or right. Know, so I always had that mentality. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So, I mean, just getting from that, I gather that you definitely are an advocate of higher education. For sure. And the importance of having some form of higher certification or a bachelor's degree, like something beyond high school. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think education um, is crucial. Like even, you know, even if you don't necessarily go to like a, a traditional four-year university, um, you know, we have a, we live in a world now where people can literally do and be anything that they want to be, literally. Um, but it's still always like knowledge behind those things. Um, you know, like whether it's trade school, whether it's, you know, I want to be a YouTube vlogger professionally. Like there's schools you can go to where you can learn the ins and outs of, how to create content, how to work a camera properly. You can learn about the lighting. Um, so it's, you know, it's literally the sky's the limit now. It's, um, you know, they're even teaching hip hop at a lot of HBCUs, you know. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's definitely worth investing in education just to get that extra knowledge because it is, to me, it's always a shortcut. You know, I got a lot of uh, opportunities just off the strength of me, like having that education under my belt, you know? So I think it's mm-hmm. definitely something that's uh, important for sure. Yes. The door so they can open, you know, and I'm thinking about how you said you want to be a journalist and now who you are is not only a rapper, but you also are a writer. You write your music, absolutely, right? Songwriter. Absolutely. You had it lined up. Is that, ah. Yes, that's real. <laughs> absolutely. Tell us, I mean, now we got to get into this music. We have an NLR experience. Tell us all about that, because I know NLR stands for your name, Neek Love Rose, but it also stands for something else. You want to tell the listeners? <laughs> yeah, so uh, NLR is, uh, also stands for Next Level Revolution, which is kind of like my uh, personal philosophy uh, when people talk about revolution. Usually they think of like political revolution, you know, uprising, rioting, um, which, you know, some of those things can be necessary. Um, But I personally believe that like revolution starts from within and like how 
we view ourselves, how we view others, how we view the world and in a positive way. And if we do that internal work on ourselves, then it equips us to be able to better service the world and the communities and the people around us. So that's what that's kind of like my personal philosophy that I put in there. Revolution stars within, you know, on your music, you say you want to set souls yes. on fire. Yes, that is the goal. <laughs> Tell us. Yes. Tell us. You know, I have to say really quickly, though, I really enjoy listening to your music. <laughs> I remember when I first met you, it was, I believe, what, last mm-hmm. summer, and we were F. I don't know. Yeah, and you were performing there at the art festival. And it was just phenomenal just to hear your lyrics and your words. And at first, I'm like, you know, helping a friend out and walking around. And they have different things on the agenda that day and other people performing and open mic. But I had listened and I'm like, I stop what I'm doing. I'm like, who is this on the stage? So then, then I stop what I'm doing. I work my way over into, you know, to a seat. And I'm standing there. I'm sitting down. I'm paying attention. And I'm listening to the lyrics even more. And, you know, you hyped up your energy and your band is tearing it up. So I'm like, wait a minute. Who is this? So they said, so you know, I'm standing up. I'm standing up, getting hype and just enjoying the performance. But your lyrics really just was, I mean, the words is just explained. Like, you know, I would say it's positive affirmations, yeah. but you're rapping. And then you also are giving light to God mm-hmm. and you are doing it all together and being able to, as you said, be an urban ministry, mm-hmm. you know, you're ministering. I mean, when I listened to your performance, it uplifted me. And then from there, I was like, oh, I got to look her up. I got to find her. I got to figure out who she is. So then from there, I ended up going on YouTube, wow. checking you out. I was asking my friend, like, tell me about her. Like, do you know her? You have her music? You have her iTunes? So I ended up listening to you for like a what? week straight. When I was working out, when I was running and just being so impacted by it. Oh my gosh, thank that means the world to me when I hear stories like that. I'm blessed, uh, feeling like nothing can't hold me back. My karma good, my rep intact. I give love, then get it back. Respect, uh, it's the best form of currency, and I got a lot. My team on top, we feeling good, and we feeling free, and we excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely, one of my favorite songs was Hey Love. Yes. <laughs> and I know that's front and backwards. I yes. got the lyrics to it. <laughs> and then I also just love, you know, I mean, I only really can't pinpoint one because each song has its own message. Speaking of 313 Day, you even have a Detroit Absolutely. song. You even have another one that's really, you know, impactful for the world today, which mm-hmm. is Love Heals mm-hmm. All. I mean, you guys got to check her out. You got to go check out her album. She had, you have two albums yeah, now, right? I got my studio album, which was like my debut album um, called Against All Lives. And then we have the live uh, arrangement of that studio album that's just called the NLR Experience. So um, my band took a lot of those studio songs and we kind of recreated live arrangements for them that we often do on our oh. shows. And so we just put that out as a live album. That was yeah. neat. That was neat. It was like you were at a, perform- a uh, yeah. concert. 
performance yep. live throughout exactly. the whole album. Yeah, that was the vibe uh, we was going for. So it'll be more of that too to come. We got some stuff coming. Right, you got a new album releasing, suppose, yep. this year, right? So, um, it'll be the, the first of many, so it's actually um, going to be a series of albums. Um, that'll It'll kick off later mm-hmm. this summer, but it's called Love Us. And each project is going to be a series of four albums. So Love Us, Volume 1, 2, 3, and 4. And each of them will have a different meaning of what Love Us means. So... I'm, I'm excited. Ooh, yeah. that's gonna be good. Oh, it's gonna be yeah. real good. I can't wait for that. All right. I can't wait. You know, speaking of which, even one of your songs you have is Rise Up. Yes, right? it was crazy and unexpected. It was, oh my gosh, it was it was super unexpected. But they used it. Um actually NFL used it twice. So the first time they used it was in this um on like their draft pick, I guess at the start of the season, they do like, you know, who's the hottest players that's getting drafted. And so they used it um, as the intro song for that. And then most recently, um, a few years ago, the Lions used it when they did their new uniform unveiling. And that was pretty dope. Um, just to like be able to like hear it <laughs> at like at Fort Field, yeah. just hear a song coming through the speakers was just like, Crazy girl, I'm excited as if it was my music. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm excited for you from one black woman to the other, just being young and doing it. I mean, but please tell us about first. I want to hear about that experience. Like, how did you feel when you you got notification? Like, what was going through your head? Um, What happened? Yeah, so, uh, first of all, shout out to um, this great organization called Assemble Sound. Um, so they're a local music organization that works with artists to get their music placed and licensed. Um, and so they um, right now have pretty much all of my catalog of music. And so they kind of shop it to get it placed in certain, uh, you know, commercials or whatever. And I just randomly oh, yeah. got an email from them. And they'll say, yo, the Lions picked up Rise Up to use in their uniform unveiling uh event (laughs) and I was like this is (laughs) I was like this is incredible um and so it really like it's all licensing is so interesting because you never know when something is gonna pop you just kind of get those emails really sporadically um and so it was super unexpected um but yeah that was for sure like a wow moment for me um, just to be able to know like, you know, an uh, NFL team is using your song like they felt connected to it enough to be able to use it in that, in that situation. So that was super dope. Yeah, that is dope. Can you tell the listeners what Rise Up is about and what was the motivation? Yeah, so it? Rise Up is, um, is an anthem about just like overcoming obstacles and perseverance and not um, letting anything or anyone like stop you from, you know, doing what you feel called to do in life. Um, that's really the message of the song. I actually, uh, wrote that song. Funny enough, I wrote that song, um, in a Walmart parking lot. No lie. In the what? Walmart parking lot. <laughs> and, um, I, 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 I 
That's where that creative uh, juice come from when you're in a car, yes, man. It's something about the car. Um, so uh, when I'm in writer's mode, I always like I'm, I'm in my car and I have like the music just super cranked and. Um, I was picking someone up from Walmart, so I was just like waiting in the parking lot. I think I was actually picking up my mom. She was in there taking forever, so I was just in the parking lot, and I had the music cranked up, and the lyrics just started to to really flow. It was very weird. Um, Thank God for Mama not being able to choose girl, the bread girl, she wanted, real. and lines with detergent because that landed to with the NFL. <laughs> so yeah, so that is I wrote it in the car and um it's just it's just the anthem. I love writing songs where they can be a lot of my songs are actually written as anthems. Those are some of my favorite type of songs. And so um anthems just always inspire me. Um and so yeah, that's it's definitely an anthem and it's one of my favorite songs to perform. We usually close out the show mm-hmm. with Rise Up, but I love that song. Oh sweet. I do too. I do too. You guys got to check it out. You have to hear it. It is motivating. I remember hearing that when I was running one day again <laughs> and I was just so motivated. It just got me pumped up like, okay, right. I got to go do this. I got to do this, you know, and it just gave that additional motivation that one may need regardless of where you are, and what space you are For in sure. life. Speaking of which, you have now a nonprofit as well yes. that gives tribute to Rise yes. Up, right? So I got a nonprofit called Rise Up Higher. Um, and it's really just an offshoot of my music. So oftentimes, like people will come up to me after a show and like, yo, I'm inspired. I got all this energy. What do I do with it? Like, I want to channel it into something. <laughs> um, and so that just kind of sparked the idea. Of um, putting a nonprofit behind the music where we can connect people to different ways to get involved in the community and get involved with impacting youth. Um, and so, uh, right now, what we're doing is working to get um, to do some music workshops and kind of like motivational speaking and life skills um, into juvenile detention facilities as well as schools. Okay. Um, and then we'll also be doing. Um, later in this year, a festival called Positive Vibes Only um, that'll be dedicated to um, raising awareness around like mental wellness and mental health and working with different organizations who do that work on a daily basis. Um, and it really, you know, it was inspired by the music. And um, my, I would say my first real job <laughs> out of college um, so that paid for my first album. Um, was I was a case manager working in the youth in youth prevention, um, and so that was something that um, just kind of was a natural progression for me to really, you know, kind of put my music into action, so to speak. Okay, so wait a minute. You got a lot of good things going on now. This program you mentioned. Mm-hmm. That is supporting young people to be able to channel mm-hmm. their energy in the arts. And that's so important mm-hmm. because a lot of schools have yes. cut back on their extracurricular activities. A lot of young people aren't able to channel and actually explore their creative size and being able to explore what it is that they're interested in, which is why we are so um supportive of women in the arts and entrepreneurship and even with this podcast 
we're seeking to get the information out to young people to know all of different options there are that mm-hmm. exist that they may have never heard of to be able to provide them that motivation, as well as supporting mental health. Mental health is something that I believe not only is awareness being brought up, more people are being uh, informed about it, the importance of it, but it's something that has to continue, mm, yes. continue program and it has to be continued with supportive systems in place similar to your nonprofit. We have a nonprofit, she's a genius, and it's to do just that, to lift uplift girls and give them that informed knowledge about having mental health, being exposed to the arts as well as entrepreneurship. So we're gonna talk some more offline and figure out ways so that we oh, can work yeah. together because I love oh, what yeah. you we like. it's definitely I already feel it working in the atmosphere. It's definitely gonna go down for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and one thing you mentioned too, you said your first job helped you pay for your first yeah. album. Music so and cheap. That means you are self-invested. Absolutely. Huh? Got to. So I own every song. I own all my masters. I own my publishing. All of that. Um, music is not cheap. If you want to do it well, like I um, and that's something you know, my parents instilled in me was just like if you're gonna do something, like do it to the best of your ability. Um, and so I was just never satisfied. It's like, yo, I'm a rapper, you know, listen to my CD or whatever, and it's you know, it's not mixed well, it's like doesn't have like that quality. Um, and so I came out the gate and was like, you know, if I'm gonna really do this, I want my stuff to be compared to like what's as far as quality wise, what's out in mainstream music. And you know, so I, I gotta pay for a better studio that has the equipment that's necessary to produce that sound and things like that. So yeah, I hustled. Like my my first job, I was a case manager working with, you know, young people who are one step removed from the juvenile justice system and was leading like life skills classes and things like that. Um, and I would even <laughs> play my music as I was working for as I was working with the kids. I would play my music <laughs> for them just to get their feedback and see what they thought. Um and I just use my checks to like stack up, pay for studio time, pay for merch, pay for, you know, to get my project mixed and mastered. Um, and just, yeah, really invested in myself um, until I was able to, you know, step out on my own and, you know, really learn the ropes of the game and, you know, start my own companies where now, you know, I work for myself and I'm able, but I'm always mm-hmm. able to invest back into like, you know, the stuff that I'm doing, my projects. Wow. That's tremendous. That is tremendous within itself. And a lot of people don't really understand the grassroots process and don't really know, you know, they see you on that stage, don't know what what it took to get you on the stage and to get the music, to get the beats, to get the lyrics. You got to be in Walmart parking lot and, you know, working your butt off at the caseworker, going home at night, going to the studio, recording, waiting until you get it right, sacrificing, not spending money. Like, all of that stuff, that grit. People don't talk about sacrifice. You know, I don't make my own beats. So, you know, I work with producers and, like, you know, I always say I don't want people to do stuff for me for free. So, you know, people making beats for me, I'm paying them for those beats, you know. And, um, I'm, you know, so I'm paying for the studio time. 
out of pocket. And uh, so, yeah, music, if you really want to do it to a like high quality, I always tell people music is not cheap. <laughs> you got to invest in yourself for sure. Not only, time, not only money, but time. But today, wouldn't you say, is a little bit more helpful for those who really want to get on the platform and get the exposure and have the resources with all of the technologies that are available for oh, people today? Oh, for sure. Today? It's definitely easier because um, the, quali- like the um, quality of recordings that you can get just from setting up a simple home recording studio um, is really good, especially if you know how to the ins and outs of like all of the equipment. Um, and then, you know, there's still expenses. Like if you don't make your own beats, you still got to like pay for other people to, um, you know, produce for you. Um, but it's definitely easier to get your music exposed. There's so many platforms where, you know, I can literally, um, I'm on a platform called United Masters and that's who um, I go through as far as distribution of how my music gets uploaded to like Tidal and Spotify, Apple Music, and I can literally upload songs directly from my phone <laughs> up until wow. the, up into that wow. platform. So I can literally go to the studio, record it, the engineer mix and master it, send me the master back. You know, I can get the email on my phone, save the the song to my phone, and just upload it right there from my phone and the app. So, um, yes, yeah, uh, the, the barrier to entry is, is definitely, um, makes it easier. However, I will say though, it's still, um, it's the, the quality now I would say more so, you know, just like in anything, it's, you have different levels to quality. Like some video cameras are going to be more expensive than others, but you're you're paying for the quality of it right like um so it's just, mm-hmm. it depends on like what you want to do and like where you know kind of where you want your career to go it depends on how how much time and resources you have to invest in it to get to that point Wow. Yes, yes. I love it. And I love the fact that, you know, the resources are there and nothing else. Just Mm -hmm. get started. Just get started. Go ahead. Record Mm -hmm. as Nick did. Nick Love went and got feedback from people. She was able to just really get that insight to see how the people loved it. And I mean, would you say, did you have that... uh, challenge show of letting people hear your music before you got it copywritten or before you went through and you know protected your things um I actually didn't go through that challenge because at the time when I got started I had no idea like I was just like I just got this music I want people to hear it and so I'll just play my music for anybody (laughs) and um okay okay literally until I really started getting into like the business aspect of it and like learning the business where I was like, okay, like, let me make sure stuff um, is copywritten and all of that. Um, but, yeah, early on, like, in my younger days, I was like, yo, you just got to hear this song. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's just got to hear So it's definitely important to have your stuff, like, copywritten and, like, and protected. But I, early on, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just like, I just got to get started and I got to start from somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you write all your I music? I write all my music. So all of my lyrics, every lyric 
that I that I spit, it it comes from me. Um for sure. Okay. So I work with different producers who will, you know, give me a beat. And even that's collaborative where um, you know, a lot of my producers that I actually work with really three main producers. Um, and so they know me long enough now where it's like they'll send me a beat that they know I'm gonna like. Um or I may reach out to them and say, you know, I will need a beat that sounds like like I'm angry or something like that or sounds aggressive or that sounds like an anthem or that sounds like a dream. I'll be super abstract in uh, how I describe stuff to them. Um, and so they'll send me some music and, uh, you know, if it sparks something, I'll just start writing to it. Um, and that'll kind of I usually okay. kind of have a concept in my head, especially if I'm working intentionally working on an album um i'll kind of have concepts of like what i want to talk about lyrically um and then i just you know find the right pieces of music that go with you know that concept and go from there okay okay speaking of collective efforts you know i was equally impressed by the way you brought your band together Mm -hmm. like you all sound so good together band is you know as you have here, the hip hop slash jazz, and is inspired by bands such as Nerd, mm-hmm. The Roots, Bob Marley, The Railers, Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. It's just a great experience. And some of your band members have performed or opened up for great artists like Erica Badu and yeah. Wale. And I mean, the list goes on. How did that whole collaborative come together? It was super organic. So when I, um, was first starting to release my album, I was going around to different open mics and I would just literally have like, you know, like my tracks that I would give to the DJ to play at different venues. Um, And it was one open mic that I went to and they had a house band. And at the time it was uh, my drummer, shout out to Carlton, um, and my bass player, <laughs> my, and my bass player, his name is Rod. Shout out to him. And so uh, they were the first two guys that I met, and they was like, "Yo, you're dope. Like we should do something." And I was like, "Yeah, y'all are dope too. I'm looking for a band." And so uh, they kind of pulled in some other musicians, and this was back in like 2012. This was like the first. The, the first NLR experience band and um you know some some of those guys uh moved on like we had a keyboard player and a, a, a guitar player who ended up just life happened they you know people had kids and things like that and so they had to kind of like move away from the band for a minute um and so from there we brought on uh Barry and who's my keyboard player now and Trey who's my guitar player now. Um, and they've all kind of played together. Like Rod and Trey have played together for years. Rod and Barry have played together for years as like um, in their church, you know, Carlton has played with all of them. So they was, uh, musicians are interesting because they all play together in some variations. Um, and so it just kind of mm-hmm. happened. And once Barry and Trey came into the mix and we started rehearsing, for real because by this time we were starting to get more shows and things like that and people were requesting for me to come with the live band so we you know started rehearsing heavily um and it just gelled like the way we all connected was just like insane 
Um, wow. And how we feed off of each other. You know, sometimes we don't even, it's been certain shows where we haven't even had time to rehearse, but because like we just feed off of each other so well and connect so well, it's like they know, you know, all the songs front to back um, where we can kind of improv on stage and no show sounds the same ever. Even though we're playing the same songs, there's always different things that happens, um, even when we do rehearse. And it's just it's, it's crazy how organically it kind of came together. And I always tell people those are like my four brothers. <laughs> that mm-hmm. for sure. That's love. For sure. That's love. That's love. I mean, I really, like I said, enjoyed just every part of the performance from your energy, the positive vibes that was, you know, infused through the music, the lyrics, and then the band. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys listen to them, every part of the whole experience, you're going to enjoy because you're listening, you're hearing every instrument that's being played and you're listening to me give her lyrics and words. I mean, I can't say nothing more than check her out. It's fun. Check her out, download her music. Yeah. ASAP, ASAP, yes. because you're going to thank me later when you're working out or if you have an event, you want to holler at her to come perform. I kid you not. I can't wait till we have our next event and we're going to have Meek Love Center Stage. Yes, <laughs> we are ready. What's that piece of advice that you know has kept you going and motivates you to this day? The best piece of advice. That's a good question. I got a lot of good advice. I have a lot of great mentors. Um, I would say the best advice was given to me actually by my husband. And, um, he was just telling me about like the power of like manifestation. Um, like we're really on kind of like, you know, anything like your thoughts become actions and, you know, like that whole chain of events and we can really create the world that we want for ourselves to create the life that we want for ourselves. Um, and so it's just really, you know, watching and being intentional, really intentional with your thoughts and the things you say and speak over your life. And that was something that, you know, like I always knew in my mind, but like he really was like, no, like I need you to really <laughs> like put this into practice. And that's a four. Right, point. right. You can tell when somebody is and when they're not. You yeah, can tell. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was, that's probably like the best piece of advice. And I, I take that in, you know, in music, I take that in business, I take that in life, everything for sure. I love it. I love it. That's important. I mean, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to manifest regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, so whether it be positive or negative, be intentional about what it is that you want to manifest and that positive energy and that positive vibes or a positive experience, whatever it may be. Because when you don't, your mind and all that, it plays yeah. out. You're like, dang, wait a minute. Super facts. <laughs> super facts. It's, it trips me out now. Um, just even when I think about it, um, you know, when I was coming up as a kid and like my parents, they uh, divorced. And so my mom at the time, she moved out to Westland. So right around the time I was going to college. And so when I went to college and I would come back home, I would like come back to, you know, her place in Westland. And I was like, man, one day I'm like, I want to live downtown and I'm going to be doing music full time. And 
I'm going to be doing my own business and I'm going to be my own. Bo-. And literally I was saying these things like 17, 18, and I just like held to that dream. And it's like all of those things are, have manifested in my life. It's, it's so powerful. The power of manifestation is real. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, not only did you say, you know, the crazy part is when you manifest, you say something, you know, I think it's really important to even write mm-hmm. some stuff down because you look back and you'd be like, man, oh, I remember I said that. Or, oh, man, I remember I wanted to do that because so many things that we may say, we may manifest, we may expect. Sometimes we will fall short of remembering. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And looking back and being like, oh, shoot, mm-hmm. I remember I asked for this. Whatever it for may sure. be. You know, sometimes people ask for something, don't want what mm-hmm. they ask for. You yeah. know? <laughs> Absolutely. So intentional, being intentional. And you mentioned that you had a lot of mentors. And I also saw that you won a mentor of the yeah. year award. Michigan, yes. right? Yeah, that was that was a, a honor. Um, thank Congratulations. you, thank you so much. I, I do believe in the power of mentorship, and um, just really, you know, not only having having mentors, but being a mentor to other people. Um, and that's something that I I apply in business, um, whether it's you know me passing down information and advice to like my fellow artists who are coming up and just even artists who I do shows with and like just, you know, passing back different knowledge and things that I have. Um, but also leaning into people, you know, that I look up to in business, um, really in business. Cause that's a whole nother ball game, <laughs> whole nother ball game mm-hmm. to be an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm really blessed to have mentors who, um, are very forward thinking and entrepreneurship who also work in like nonprofit spaces and then just different artists that, you know, I look up to personally that are here on the ground um, that I, I consider mentors to me who've been in music. And so I'm able to hit them up and, you know, get advice from them um, about certain things. So mentorship is definitely important for sure. How did you navigate that pathway of getting mentors? You know, was it a thing where you approached them and then they say, yeah, or they reached out to you? How did that work? Because, you know, as an adult, especially for people who may have not ever experienced having a mentor, it's even more of a, it can be yeah. intimidating for women that are adults. They may think, oh, that's for young people, but I am an advocate that you can have a mentor and it's helpful to the day you die. You could be Absolutely. 99 years old. Absolutely. So I reached out to them. I've... <laughs> I, I was, you know, was like, yo, like, I need to know, like, how did you learn to move how you moved <laughs> in this society as a woman? Oh, like, I, like, give me some gems that I can use. Um, so mm-hmm. I've always, like, you know, if I've been in a circle and a lot of my mentors um, come out of the uh, business and, like, nonprofit sector just because that's outside of music, you know, that's a a lot of like the work that I've been doing to, you know, keep bills paid, to keep, you know, to keep investing into um, music. And so I would just see, you know, you know, women who were like at the top of their game in those fields. And I knew that was something that, you know, as an entrepreneur that I could learn from. 
Um, I feel like, you know, after you do music for so long, you kind of, uh, you you learn kind of the ropes and you get your formulas and things that work for you and you kind of almost kind of like stay you have a lane in music if that makes sense um mm-hmm. and so okay. I feel like it's important to have mentors and areas that you feel like you're that you lack information in and so for me I always lean towards people who were in you know, business or in like the nonprofit world, because I knew that was something that I didn't know much about as far as like how to navigate or how to get started or how to improve. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just hit people up. It's like, I like how you're moving. Like, can we do lunch? Can we do coffee? And you'll be surprised mm-hmm. at um, how people respond to that. Like people, you know, you have to be a terrible person to not want to help somebody else. <laughs> like, it's, you find mm-hmm. a lot more people okay. who want to help younger people. Um, and, you know, it's, I, find, I find value in that. So I just, you know, the worst that they can say is, no, I don't have time or whatever. But even if they don't have mm-hmm. time, nine times out of ten, they can say, you know, I may be, not be able to do it, but... I'm going to put you in contact with somebody I know who does that may be a better fit for you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's just how I approach it. I just ask people. <laughs> Close mouth, don't get fed. So you got to ask, you got to speak up and got to ask and go for it and be bold about it. And, you know, for any individual that's listening who has either had a mentor who didn't show it for you like you thought they would have or you haven't had the um just haven't felt the direction of who to ask to be your mentor or just feeling lost in that space please listen to what you just shared because that's real being brave being able to really be clear about what you want clear about your intentions in this relationship and what you expect to get but you also got to give back too you got to give back you know with a mentor being able to serve being able to support and asking and saying how can I offer you know support to the endeavors you're doing because that helps the longevity of that relationship in any relationship both parties need to water like a plant it's key speaking of which yeah key real key so you also were mentioning, you know, in regards to like, you know, mentorship and working together, collaborative piece. Now you have another company yes. called Decipher, yes. right? <laughs> Tell us, what is uh, Decipher? So Decipher is... <laughs> <laughs> she out here, y'all. She is not wasting no time making yes, moves happen. <laughs> um, so Decipher is um, an organization that I co-founded um, with two great friend of mine, um, Wayne, who's a drummer, producer. I've known him actually since I was like 14, 15. We started out in music together, just on the scene coming up um, and just always uh, ended up in the same circles. Um, and then another good friend of mine, her name is Insight, and she's an incredible MC um, who I met several years ago. Um, and so we started Decipher just out of a need that we saw um, in the local music community, um, just the lack of resources, um, paid performance opportunities, lack of infrastructure, just a, a bunch of stuff that Detroit and really Michigan just didn't really offer. 
to um, independent artists and we would go mm-hmm. to different um, cities. Like we would go down to uh, Austin, Texas for South by Southwest and just see all of the amenities that they had for musicians. And we would go, um, we did some shows in New York and just to see how their infrastructure was set up for musicians and a lot of other cities. And we was like, man, like, why is it Detroit like this? And when you have all of this talented, all these talented musicians and artists um, who are in the city and it became a problem because a lot of Mm -hmm. artists would leave the city and they would go to a New York or Austin or Nashville because, you know, they would feel like Detroit hasn't, doesn't have anything to offer um, to help them grow in their careers. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, that is true. So we was like, you know what, instead of, like complaining about it let's just like band together and like figure out how to make the situation better for our fellow artists and so we started um mm-hmm. back in 2014 um we got our of our first initial investment from the Knight Foundation back in 2017 that really kind of catapulted us to be able to do work but we um program public spaces with live music um, all throughout the year, um, providing like paid performance opportunities for artists of all genres. Um, we do professional development where we um, we may bring in a guest speaker to talk about like music business or um, entertainment law and copyrights and licensing. Um, we do jam sessions where we just get musicians together and it's kind of a bit ne- a big networking. Uh, opportunity and just a, a fun way to just build the unity within the music community because it is a little divided here. Um, so we do that. We do um, listening sessions where, you know, for artists is working on a project, we can get a small intimate crowd of like fellow musicians and artists and they'll kind of give advice and feedback and input. So it's really, we you know we're building our own, you know, community, a tight knit community um, of musicians and artists, similar to what you would see in like Atlanta, um, how all the artists work are working together okay. and supporting each other. And that's something that we felt was missing here. And so um, we've been building that. And then we're getting ready uh, to launch um, our physical space. So we're actually opening up a rehearsal space slash co-working space specifically for musicians and artists Um on the east side of Detroit, that's going to be called the Red Carpet Lounge. And so that's like our our big project that it'll be a couple of years in the making, but we're just um, getting started with that and um, learning the building. We actually have the building. So now it's just really getting ready for like the build out and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. Congratulations. So- that's big, big stuff. So that's what I mean, you know, that the talent isn't here. No, it's here. And now we have mm-hmm. incubator, the space to be able to provide the information and resources to support the mentorship, the coaching. So any listener now, reach out, find out how you can get involved, how you can learn more about the project as it continues to grow. But that's really important. And that's key that using the creativity that we have here that exists and bringing yes. those minds together to be able to develop big projects and to be able to help 
continue to grow in that art space. You know, I love the fact that you're giving back. You have, you know, initiatives surrounding building communities. You're giving back with your nonprofit. You're giving back with your organization, what Decipher, you know, and you're giving back with your music and your lyrics and the words. So, you know, with all that you're doing, what's one piece of advice that you would give Uh, a 14 year old uh, or someone? My piece of advice is to figure out why you want to do what you want to do. Um, I feel like that's the key and that's what's going to keep you focused on what it is that you're doing. Um, I know, you know, money is definitely important, but I don't feel like if you're doing something just to make money or just to be famous or just to get clout, that's not going to sustain you when like it gets rough <laughs> and you know when things aren't panning right. out how you want them to um and you feel like giving up or you get discouraged um it has to be you know a deeper meaning as to like why you want to do what you want to do um and so that's my first that would be like my first piece of advice is figure that part out and if you can figure that part out then you'll be unstoppable no matter what obstacles come up, you're going to face them and overcome them because that kind of keeps you, that that keeps the passion there for sure. That golden why of why you want to do what you do. That's that motivator right there. Yeah. So as we wrap up, we know that this month is Women's History Month and acknowledging women across the world, you know, and I know that you had mentioned like, you know, your music mm-hmm. is similar to like Queen Latifah and Lauren Hill, to name a couple of the women who are and have done things tremendously in the music world. Who are some more women or just people of influence, influence oh that have uh, so women you? who have inspired me. Um, it sounds cliche, but first and foremost, hands down, it's my mom. I feel like, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of like the first superwoman that we all see. It's like how, how our mothers are able to, you know, juggle everything and make it look easy when it's not. (laughs) Um, and just instill, you know, Mm -hmm. my mom really instilled in me. Um, just being a good person and, you know, being true to your word and work ethic and dedication. Um, so my mom, for sure, um, Katie, Katie. What's your mom's name? Katie Rhodes. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Miss Katie. We are lifting you up here in Women's History Month for the phenomenal work that you have done with your daughter, who is now impacting people's lives across yes, the world and yes. being a so woman I influence for everything other people. Good. Everything good about me for sure is is her. Um who else? Queen Latifah for sure, just mm-hmm. her transition from not only being an MC to a jazz singer. <laughs> to a mogul like she's I feel like she's done so much um and it's so under like respected I feel like people forget of how much of a boss Queen Latifah is um so her 
Right, right. Yes. Of her being a feminist rapper and, you know, her having an album yes. right here by her very own Most Hound Records or the court album, you know, and just some of her um, lyrics, even when yes. she used to rap, dealt with domestic violence, harassment in the street, relationship problems. Like, she just went in, but she was really speaking on the behalf yes. of a lot of um, women so that could speak for themselves. Lauren Hill, Missy Elliott, um, the brat, uh, who else? It's so it's so many women. Uh, as a kid coming up, like Janet Jackson was everything to me. Um, who else? Beyonce now. But <laughs> I watch. You know, I always tell people I I, I watch her homecoming uh, concert on uh, Netflix. I probably watch that at least once a month. Just, <laughs> just, just. Once a month, oh, you got me beat. Okay. Give me that extra motivation to just like go hard at whatever it is I'm doing at the time. Um, uh, Let's see. Right. Girl. B was on a whole nother level with the homecoming, but you know, it was a whole nother level, but a whole level of motivation and inspiration to get your body right and stay focused on your goals. If you haven't watched the home coming by Beyonce, you sleeping. Um, You need to watch that. Yeah, so... um, (laughs) Watch it. There's so so many. I can go on all day. Angela Davis. Um, Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people. Well, we are just, again, so happy to have had you here. And she's a genius, you know, and if you listen at any point in this interview, you recognize that Nick Love is a genius. We appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. And we want to know how can we support you and lift you up? What is it that you want us uh, to do to keep, definitely you know, lifting you music. up? Um, I'm on all streaming platforms, wherever you like to listen to music, I, I am there. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Pandora. Um, you can go to um, nlr.world. It's a weird website. You type that in your browser. I promise you it'll take you to my website. Um, and that's, you know, the best way to stay connected to everything that I'm doing from music to decipher um, to rise up higher. Um, and even, you know, some other uh, nonprofit work that I'm involved in. So NLR.world, W-O-R-L-D, Nick Love Roads on all social media platforms. And yeah, just stay connected, tell a friend to tell a friend um, about what I'm doing and, you know, just uh, support for sure. We're going to be astounding, letting people know all the great work you're doing. We appreciate you. We thank you for going hard for Detroit, letting people know where you're hey. from and, you know, representing yes. for the God ladies. God bless you, too. And God thank bless you so much you. For, for having me on. I was looking forward to this conversation, so I'm excited. We was able to get it done, and I'm, I'm excited to uh, collab and figure out, you know, how we can even, you know, uh, just grow our movements. I'm I'm super excited and it was an honor for sure. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you guys stay Absolutely. tuned. We're gonna do something phenomenal. Right. It's gonna blow your minds. It's gonna set your folks on <laughs> fires, and we just gonna be more geniuses. Again, thank you for tuning in. And she's a genius, and we are excited about all the great things you're doing out there. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Love from my people, yeah, you know the side flow.